Welcome, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the illustrious Garden Level Gamer Podcast. If it's not your favorite, uh, we'll just keep listening, and I'm sure it will be. Uh, this is episode, as we've just discovered, 29 <laughs> yep. of this podcast. Please disregard anything uh, said last time about <laughs> an episode 30. I mean, that's, I don't know what the host was thinking there. Um, speaking of hosts, I am one of your hosts. My name is Tom. And I am Josh. And uh, together, we are here to bring you some gaming talk and a lot of random bullshit. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of uh, what we do here. I mean, after 31 episodes. <laughs> God damn it. I thought it was 30. No, right? it's fine. I don't know why, but I did. Who knows? So, uh, this week, we've got some uh, exciting things. Now, of course... Uh, we are in the middle of the Steam Summer Sales, oh, yeah. which everybody loves. Load up your video game libraries Steam and never Summer look Sales. at the games you bought again. Oh, my God. That's exactly <laughs> what I do. I know. Me, too. <laughs> I bought... Oh, my God. I even bought Shadow of Mordor, which, a great game. I already own it on the PS3. It's sitting <laughs> right here. But, A, I think it's going to look better on the PC. Oh, yeah. B, I don't feel like switching things up and getting the PS3 hooked up. And C, it was $4. I know. What, how am I going to not buy that? It's pretty amazing. So it can get a cheap-ass bastard such as me to double purchase a game. I mean, that's something right there. Oh, uh, yes. We've, we've talked about this before. Perfect price discrimination. Even people who are super stingy be like, $4 for like a AAA game that came out a few years ago. But like, yeah. how are you not going to buy that? So, yeah. I, have one, I need one more card and then I get my badge. Whoa. Yeah. But, yeah, just every day I look on here and say, oh, that's 80%, 75%, 50%. And it just, man, like Civ Five, you can get for seven fifty right now. I oh yeah. Bought, what even did I buy? Yeah, the Shadow of Mordor. I bought the new Hitman game, which I, I mentioned last week. I'll get a little more into now. I bought Elite Dangerous, which is a game I'm pretty excited. I've I've not sunk much time into it yet. I've had some difficulty fiddling with the controls. I'll get into that in my pre-review, whatever. Uh, I bought Warhammer Forty Thousand: Dawn of War because it was like. 250 or something? <laughs> yeah, why not? I've never played any of the Warhammer games, but just looking at all the reviews are super positive, and, you know, it just seems like a fun uh, fantasy RTS, you sure. know, type of bit, and I've heard of Warhammer a lot, but yep. I, I still know almost nothing about it. It's a very popular tabletop game. Yes, that's what I... The figurines, don't you know? Um, but yeah, so they just keep throwing these games at me, and I almost always... Oh, I bought FTL Faster Than Light. I haven't even installed that yet. Unreal. I've heard good things about that. Now, these are all ancient, ancient games, but... Yeah, so... Uh, shut up and, indeed, take my money, as, uh, as Fry has been known to say. So, shall we just dive right into some, uh, some gaming news? Or, well, not really news, <laughs> Yeah, I have one current event. Oh, have at it. <laughs> Besides tell. the Steam Summer Sale. But, um... God damn it, I'm going to butcher this company. I'm pretty sure it's Face It. If not, I'll edit it. Uh, but <laughs> so the company, you are where the... Uh, yeah. Do you know what the X games are, Tom? Oh, you mean the extreme games full yeah. of skateboards and BMXs, bruh? Let me ask you something. What's more extreme than Rocket League at the X games? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe if they... Put you in like a wheelie office chair <laughs> yeah, like I'm sitting like, in now, and you have to go down half pipe Rocket while League playing IRL. Rocket League. Yeah. Well, I'll have you know, there's a 75,000 
dollar prize pool for Rocket League in this year's X Woo! Games, which takes place in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's that is true. Yeah, they've been yeah. giving away tickets on the local radio station right here in our old city. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, and did you know? Fun fact: uh, if you get the special tickets, they're they're not VIP. They're XIP for extremely important person. That's a true thing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Even though extremely begins with an E and not an X, they don't care. X is a cool. The the hip young kids love the letter X. It tested well in our focus group, so we're gonna. I guess we're going with X. It worked for the XFL. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you're just going bring down the mood. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Said extreme sport. Do you extreme think sports is trying to take on like video games now? It's like what is. Why not? Why didn't they include Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five? That was the best in the series, wasn't? It? No, false. Three is the best. <laughs> I know. Five was a massive flop that came out like a oh, year ago. Okay. Was it Thug One or Thug Two? No, no, no. This one literally another... came out a year ago. Okay. And yeah, you probably didn't even know. No, I've uh, <laughs> I've fallen off of skateboarding games. Yeah. If you see where I'm going with that, do you suppose um, I would have chosen Bailed? Okay. Um, <laughs> damn it, that was better. Then you're more elegant. <laughs> <laughs> Do you suppose when McMahon started the XFL, he called up like Roger Goodell and said, I'm in the football business? Probably. Because that's, if you don't know your wrestling history, that's a Ted Turner reference. I'm in the wrestling business. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, they uh, should yeah. still bring JR back as an NFL announcer. Fuck off! <laughs> I don't care about anyone else. I, everybody else sucks. <laughs> JR and uh, the King are the only wrestling. Uh, well, I mean, I, I listen to uh, Taz and Michael Cole a bunch when I watch SmackDown. Sure. Yeah. I, I kind of like Taz back in his wrestling days, but uh, he's, not, he's not the best on the mic. <laughs> I don't know, man. Wrestling's falling yeah. off, or maybe I'm just getting too old. Little column A and uh, little column B, I yeah, think, I suppose. Josh. I suppose. Um, all right. No, we're going off on tangents. What was your, your gaming good. news? Oh, your. Uh, the $75,000 prize, you say? Is there like a... It's a, not a grand prize. That's the prize pool. Oh. So I'm assuming first place would be like 50. Uh-huh. And second place, something else. You know, Third place, something else. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Huh. But that... Well, yeah. I just thought that was hilarious. And we've, we've discussed... Extreme Sports uh, is so much opposite of video games. Well, yes and no. I would say the crossover there is a lot more than the crossover for... Just pick any random, you know, hockey or football, whatever... Uh, I Maybe. would I would tend to group, and this is a broad generalization, but I would tend to group, you know, when I picture X Games athletes, I picture 20-something, like, real young uh, kids, basically, you know, good at the skateboard, good at the, you know, the two-wheeled contra- a bike, that's what they call it. Yeah. And, you know, the tricks, and they're probably drinking Monster Energy and all that stuff. I would associate that crowd much more with, with video games, at least... Maybe Call of Duty, that type of stuff, than I would your average hockey fan, I guess. Maybe. Um, I mean, I, I would say there's a bit of crossover there. I could imagine a skateboard by day and gamer by night, bruh. I suppose. And again, I'm super generalizing, probably offending a bunch of people, but yeah, <laughs> I see them as yeah, Mountain drinking COD gamers. That's, I definitely see the crossover yeah. of sponsorships. Oh, oh, God, yes. And age. Yep. Because NASCAR has a lot of the same sponsors as <laughs> video <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They got monster all over that stock car. Damn but yeah. straight. <clears throat> yeah, no, I see your point, I suppose. But, but yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's not a direct one-to-one. Those people get out of the house and, like, do physical things. It right. kind of weirds me out. I don't, I don't like it. It's weird to think that there's going to be people watching, skate, like, real skateboarding and BMX. Yeah. And 
do they still do Razor scooters? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I, I really hope um, they do. <laughs> uh. it, it's just funny that one crowd's going to be outside looking at that, and then there's going to be another crowd like in some confined space watching people play competitive Rocket League. Right. Well, yeah, it's it's very different, but... might be nice to... If it's really hot out, it might be nice just to kind of go in there. Well, they're trying to capture all the demographics, of course. Yeah. Uh, Smart on them. But, yeah, I mean, there's always... And I... <laughs> I can't say, oh, there, there's people out there who would watch video games, I guess. Like, no, I do. Like, oh, yeah. I was just watching the uh, the latest round of the StarCraft II championship, uh, somebody versus somebody. You're Good damn stuff. right. But, uh, you know, yeah, like, I, I've said this before. I enjoy watching almost anything at the highest level. Like, I'm not a big soccer or football fan, but when the World Cup comes around, well, sure, I'll check it out. Sure. And it's, you know, like, I might catch a bit of the NBA Finals or... A smidge of the Stanley Cup play. I didn't at all. But I might. There's a chance that I might. And, yeah, I mean, watching... I mainly go StarCraft 2 because I play that, and I like that, and at least know enough about the base game to, yep. to get the references and all the, the strat talk. Um, I know the biggest one's probably Dota. I don't really watch that. And there's, well, aren't there Counter-Strike uh, oh, yeah. big moneymakers out there? Yeah. I think it's mostly Counter-Strike, League of Legends, Dota, and StarCraft. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... I, it would be interesting to look into that as to why these particular uh, games become the focus of the esports. I mean, there's literally millions of games out there, mm-hmm. uh, but I wonder if it's just, you know, these are... W- with StarCraft 2, I find that the developers are very concerned about balance. Yep. They're hugely concerned with making sure that whatever advantage one race gets, the other one has something that could potentially be used to counter it, and so on and so forth. So those games, and yeah, I mean, if you watch any of these championship games, it's insane. Yep. You think the one guy is out because he's got an army on his doorstep, but he just, oh, the unit, oh, and he's dropping over here, <laughs> and it's just the micro and the macro, and it, it gets out of hand. Uh, so that's probably a big factor, but probably just the user base. Like, if people go nuts for it, and uh, the right company gets in at the right time, it yeah. can, yeah, keep the interest going. But... Uh, well, maybe let's. Uh, there's like an ad for it on the the esports people uh, X Games page here. I want to listen to a little bit of that. Ooh, let's see what the media has to say. Of course, you got to have your rock music to make sure everybody knows. MLG how much is one of the fastest growing digital networks worldwide, the most recognized brand in esports, and pioneer of the competitive gaming industry. The final game of the. Oh. Sorry, I didn't know if I changed that window, it would do that. Fooey. Anyway, MLG, so I guess there... Is there an, an, an official league? Or MLG is that X Games oh, yeah, Invitational is getting... MLG's mission is to promote esports globally through premier competition and to deliver premium gaming content to viewers anytime, anywhere through MLG.tv, the global streaming platform. MLG is the leader in esports, delivering premium gaming content to viewers through its streaming... Alright, well yeah, so... And it's anywhere the money is, like, sponsorships and uh, competitions are going to spring up. But yeah, I mean, we see guys here with wearing the gear, just like a NASCAR guy with logos on it. And it's it's the same in StarCraft. All the the chairs will have Corsair on there, or, you know, Razor, or whatever fucking uh, hardware manufacturers supporting them <laughs> and all like all their gear will have it on there so yeah i mean it's my favorite is when someone's rocking two headsets one over their ears and one on their shoulders yes. both yes. their sponsors it's like jesus <laughs> well on. i've i've actually done the double headphone thing i think i wanted 
I was playing a game, but I wanted music at the same time, but I wanted to be able to independently control the music. So I had my earbud headphones in, and then my big over the ones I have on now, over that. It was genius. Genius. I guess. And then, Well, actually, one of the StarCraft guys was doing that, but they had a weird setup. A lot of times, they're, they're each in a booth, like an isolation booth mm-hmm. with their computer. And so they can't hear the crowd. You know, if, if somebody's sneaking a unit up behind you, you won't hear, oh, my God, you know. Right. But in the last one I saw, I forget if it was the Intel Extreme Masters or what, but uh, the two c- competitors were right on the stage, like out in the open, and almost like a giant game of Battleship, like the desk was between them. And <laughs> yeah. they, could, they could look over and just look into each other's eyes, like feet away. Obviously, the monitors are facing, hmm. you know, so you can't see, but right. they, yeah, they're maybe six feet away. Uh, but they had, it looked like two pairs of headphones, but I think one was just like a big noise-canceling, you know, earmuff type of thing. Yeah. And then under that was the earbuds. Okay. So they, they still can't hear the crowd, which was kind of crazy. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, eSports, if, if people are willing to watch it in significant numbers, it's going to become a thing. That's all it is. Because you can make money just by getting viewers now. Look at your YouTubes, your Twitch your whatever, like, it's oh, yeah. ad money. If, if you can garner enough people to make it worthwhile for an advertiser, it's going to become an official thing. Or I official mean, I'd argue that it promise. almost already is. I mean, it's been on ESPN. Oh, no, I, I meant in general. Yes, esports is definitely yeah. already a, a thing. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's just going to keep growing because there's no... <laughs> people are buying games by the millions, and they're playing those games, and they want to watch other people play those games. Oh, yeah. And if you can get... And the more people see that... Hey, I could just be really good at this game, and I could make money. Or even if I <laughs> if I'm decent at the game and have like a sort of entertaining personality or whatever, I could go on Twitch and just oh, yeah. do that. Yep. So yeah, it's uh, there's money to be made, there's viewers to be had. That there are. Yeah, and now a lot of old institutions are getting involved. Indeed, is interesting. Oh, it's it's fun to see them try to catch up with. The, What's this <laughs> now? Electronic sports. That's and, right. And to hear all the, the debates and, yeah, the stuffy old people, you know, arguing that it shouldn't be included, it's not a sport, which I don't know. How do you define sport? Yeah, I don't know. Is it, now, is it, and now I think we're treading on uh, uh, well-used ground here. I think we've talked about this before. So I'll just touch on it briefly. But, yeah, I mean, if you're going to define it as just physical activity, where does that line draw? I mean, there's professional golf or there's professional uh, billiards or whatever where it's still you're physically doing a thing but it's not I can run so fast I'm super strong no it's just I'm I, my movements are very precise and right. calculated and it's not that different from very precisely moving a mouse and a keyboard now that that really takes the physical to a minimum and th- you know 10 20 years down the line if the control interface can be you know even more intuitive or can somehow be linked directly to your... I'm getting into crazy future stuff here, but... Like Ender's Game? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, yeah. It's knows? a test. But you, you'd have to sort of eliminate a lot of actual sports if you say, well, it's it, ha- it has to be a competition about, you know, speed or strength or endurance. Yeah. Or so. Like, well, endurance can apply to anything. If you do anything for long enough, it's going to get shitty. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that line is where it's a sport and not a sport because there are a lot of pretty silly looking sports yep and yeah i mean it's like track and field <laughs> hey hey i was in the field part of track and field back of i'll have you know I or was, archery i was putting that shot but yeah i mean yeah those are ones that are there is a physical component but it's all about precision and right. it's all about yeah i don't know i i tend to think 
that it is a valid. I, I don't even know if you why you're they're so desperate to call it a sport. I mean, who who really cares? That's just a a sort of meaningless distinction that we've made. Like this right. is a sport, whereas this is just a game or a you know a hobby or a diversion, whatever. Um, but I mean, video games are by their definition games. But so, you know, people get awfully seriously about the game of football right. when it's their livelihood and there are millions of dollars on the line and all that. And it's it's funny to take a step back sometimes to hear all the controversies or if there's a big investigation into, did Brady deflate the ball, did this? Like, it's a game. Yeah. But at the same time, so much money is tied up in it. And money, yep. money makes things a lot more serious. It makes people take them, I should say, more seriously. Yes, And as it you're is. saying, the, the old industries, as you say... Now have to sort of sit up and pay attention. We go, what's that? Is that the smell of money? <laughs> Come running. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of money running around esports. Indeed. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to define a sport. Me neither. And I don't really. Yeah. And I yeah, I don't care that much. <laughs> I'll just watch it if it's entertaining. I mean, there's people training, you know, to win a competition. That's good enough for me. Exactly. Precisely. <laughs> it's yeah. It requires practice and patience. Yep. Um. So from our general discussions on the nature of gaming and what it is. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty of some uh, specific games. Um, I promised a bit of a follow-up from last week on the uh, Hitman, or the newest. It's it's just called Hitman. There's no number after it, it, but it's not the first game. Never mind. Don't ask any questions. But, uh, so yes, I have uh, played through the first uh, couple of levels now. I may have to take back what I said last time when I said it doesn't hold your hand. Mm-hmm. It kind of does. Now, I'm, I'm now discovering... The uh, throughout the level, and I want to see if I can turn this off actually, but there are bits of intel. Like if you happen to walk by and somebody's having a conversation, but it's relevant. Like, oh, that lets me know. Like I could sneak around and get this thing and, and make the kill this way. Yeah, a little icon pops up, and if you get close, you know, you listen to it, and then uh, something pops up on the screen. Says, Would you like to track this intelligence? And you you select it, and it essentially gives you A, B, and C. Like. Oh, she said the target is waiting to be escorted by security. <laughs> Step two, get a security guard's uniform. And it gives you a marker to where the security guard oh, is. Oh, wow. Like, okay, come on now. Like, I, I get it, but... Yeah, it's yeah, it's a little, a little on the nose. <laughs> uh, but that being said, I still am enjoying the game, and it still is challenging enough. Like, even if you know where to go, if you want to get the challenges, if you want to get the stealth points and mm-hmm. all that, you got to be pretty careful. I end up doing a lot of switching disguises, a lot, of, you know, just... It's it's very satisfying. There was, like, two guys on a stairwell, and I had to get past. And there's no way to, like, sneak around, so I had to walk right past them. Okay. But the one guy, if you have a disguise on, some of the guys that are disguised the same way may recognize you if you get too close. Like, yeah, you're a okay. security guard, but the head of security, he knows all his guys. Yep. There's a little dot over his head, so you know, oh, can't, you know, he can't see me for more than a second or two without, hey, uh... So, but it's very satisfying. Like, you have this little coin that I mentioned, and you can just, yep. bing, and he'll go and look at it, and you have maybe five or ten seconds while he's looking. Huh, what was that noise? I'll just turn my back to the uh, important object and yep. look over here, and then you just calmly walk by the other guy, no problem, walk up the <laughs> stairs. Like, it's it's very satisfying to pull off those smooth... Right. So it's it's still a very entertaining uh, stealth game. and still has good challenge. I, I don't breeze my way through a lot of these levels, even with the hand-holding. So I, I'm not as pissed by that. I, I still think the game would be more immersive without it. Mm. But given that the rest of the game is, is fairly challenging, it's it's not so bad. Like, it points you this way, but, you know, good luck getting there because there's 50 guards and you got to yeah. get around, you know. But 
So it's it's a mixed bag, but still enjoyable, I would say. Glad I waited for it to be on sale. There you go. Put it that way. Well, that's good. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, I did, yes, as I mentioned, I also got Elite Dangerous, uh, which... Uh, how would I describe that? Like a like a space pilot RPG type of thing? Yeah. Um, well, okay. Uh, I've mentioned uh, the Escape Velocity series before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever played that. There was nope. uh, EV Override and Nova. Similar sort of gameplay, I would say. But this is more. This is first person, whereas EV was just a sort of top-down view of your ship, and it, you know, very far zoomed out. Here it's it's you. You're in the you know. But essentially, you can go around and choose to. You can mine for minerals. You can make cargo runs. Uh, you could be a pirate. You could be a bounty hunter. Whatever. You're you're in the space mm-hmm. and you're flying around. Um, now I've heard a great deal about this series, but I've never played any of the official games. I did. I was trying to dig back into the older games. There are several elite type of games. Okay. Uh, but I couldn't get the old ones for free. I could, however. Uh, get something called Ulit, which was like a, a, a just an alternate like fan made <laughs> version of the game, the old game, and uh, it was free and it was great and terrible at the same time. Oh like, god, the graphics were garbage. But what I like about it is this is very much the opposite of hand holding. Well, I mean, there is a training yep. session, of course, but when you think of a space game, you know, a lot of times you're you're pulling up to the dock or the the planet and you just Hit L to land, or whatever, like, start this prefab sequence. Mm-hmm. Not at all in this game. You're flying up, you gotta... There's a hellishly complicated... Not really that complicated, but you're flying around at a different tier of speed, like, above light speed, but within the system, yep. you have to stop at the right distance, uh, because your your other drive is very slow relative. So if you stop mm-hmm. more than a few kilometers out, you're gonna be puttering toward the base forever. <laughs> it's very annoying. Uh, and then once you get there, oh boy, the base is... And this has stayed the same. Is a giant, I want to say dodecahedron, like a D20 looking mm, thing. Yep. Uh, it's just a big metal block. And one of the faces has a dock on it. It's just a oh, slit. So, yeah, and it's <laughs> constantly rotating. Now, that's the uh, the dock is always on the axis. Mm-hmm. So at least you can line yourself up that way. But you have to get there. Uh, you got to request landing clearance, Let you know, because sometimes there's ships coming in and out. Yep. And then you got to go... At the right speed, not too fast, but not too slow. Wow. And then, and then you have to manually rotate your ship to match the rotation of the station as you go in, so you don't clip the sides. It's it's like honestly quite difficult. <laughs> it and sounds I, like a pain. Now again, I haven't put that much time into it, but that's that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted a more uh, a more detailed and a more challenging space sim because hmm. I, I love the Escape Velocity series. But as I mentioned, yep. it's it's very. <clears throat> Simplistic. The combat is fairly one-dimensional. The land, you know, like I said, press L to land, press F to take off. Like it's all, and the gameplay is focused on other things. It's more on the story. This is heavily focused on the gameplay and the mm. minutia of piloting a ship. Sure. And it's you're you're sitting in the cockpit, and you press buttons to sort of look right and look left. When you have your galactic map on this side of the cockpit, like you don't you don't just have your you have a HUD, of course, but. You don't. Not everything's on that screen. You physically have to turn your pilot's head to kind of look over. Like, but let me. Do, that's okay. Set a destination here. And again, I have not even close to mastered <laughs> all this. I kind of gave up after a while because the training was pissing me off. Right. But um, I liked it. And that that other game that I played, the Ulite, the fan made one, uh-huh. very similar in spirit, if not in uh, graphics. But 
that's that's where I fell in love with it a little bit because it's like, oh God, like I have to okay get my landing clearance. Okay, now I got to get on the line. Oh, geez, like, rotate, rotate. And it's yeah, it's very you know it's it's hair raising, but it's very satisfying once you do it. And then hmm. I flew around. Tra- this may be the nerdiest thing I've ever done, but uh, the the galaxy is colossally large. Go figure. Yeah, and. Uh, there's not really much information on who trades what at what prices until you get there. So I'm going around and I started keeping a log of all of the relative trade prices or the percent difference between all. There's like a page of these. Oh, I literally spent wow. half a day like just logging all these economic facts. Oh, God. That's but, uh, yeah, so that, that was fun. Now, I haven't gotten very deep into this game yet. As I said, I'm having trouble getting a handle on the controls. I have yeah. a kind of a nice uh, joystick, which I wanted to try and use, but I think it might be fucked because I can't get it to calibrate right, and it keeps like automatically twisting me. Sure. The controls are nuts because you, <laughs> you have all the dimensions. You have pitch, you have yaw, you have thrust, you yeah. have roll, you have the whatever, just side to side and up and down. So I, I have to remap all the controls, and I have to get everything sorted out. But once I get that done, I mean, the, the graphics are excellent, the, yeah. the space travel animation and everything. And from what I've heard... The, the biggest negative I've heard on the reviews was that it's a grind. Like, essentially, if you want to get the better ship, better equipment, all that, get ready to grind for a while. Yep. But as long as the grinding is fun, I mean, there's, exactly. that's, that's what a video game is. So I don't mind that. And since I'm a space nerd anyhow, uh, that's I'm okay with it. Especially if it, it leans more towards the realism side of yeah. space combat and space travel. The realism of being a pain in the ass to dock in a space. Yes, I imagine that would be very difficult. Have a lot of red tape. So yeah. It's yes, it can be highly frustrating at times, but sure. that really the best games are like unless you're just playing That's what's the most rewarding. Is yes. It presents some frustration and then you get through that frustration. That's exactly right. That, yeah. I mean there are games I like to play to just relax, to just oh, sort of turn cool. my brain off and just just melt away. But uh yeah, this this is very much one of those like active you know, a <laughs> little bit edge of your seats kind of game. And yeah, there were definitely great moments in the, even in the earlier one, like the shittiest, you know, N64 looking graphics. And yet when, when a ship suddenly hails me, Hey, you know, drop this much of your cargo, like a, a group of pirates comes up. Hey, you better drop this much of your cargo or we're going to kill you. And so I have a choice like, Oh man, I hauled this cargo for like six light years. <laughs> and so I have my boost, but I have limited fuel. And so if I can just get on the outer range, I have some weapons, but there's like three of them. Oh man, I huh. and you're you're mass locked when you're within a distance of like a station or whatever. You can't jump to your your hyperdrive or whatever okay. until you're a certain distance away. But this in the other, I'm not sure if it's true in this one, but uh, in the old one, if you were within a certain distance of another ship, you couldn't jump into hyperdrive. I don't know if it's just stations or if right. it's ships too. But either way, hmm. there there are lots of sort of restrictions and variables you got to worry about, and you have to manually buy more missiles and stuff if you end up firing them and. There's a lot of information to take in. I may have to rig up my triple monitors and let and see if I can do the surround oh, view. Yeah. I've seen because then if if instead of pressing a button to turn my characters, that I could just glance. Oh, that would be amazing. Just have my galactic map over here oh, yeah. and my other shit over here. So I, there's there's a lot of fine tuning and tweaking. This is not a a plug and play type of game. Right. I mean, I guess it could be, but it's yeah. So it's yeah. It's it's detailed. It's complicated. It's frustrating, but it's also pretty cool. So that's my my preliminary review. Once I've sunk an ungodly amount of hours into this game, I'm sure I'll give you an update. But uh, well, there you have it. Right on. I've been ranting for a while, Josh. Any uh, <laughs> any games you'd like to talk about oh, this week? 
Well, I bought a bunch of games. I bought the Fallout Classic Collection. Oh. Love that. That's Fallout 1, 2, and Tactics. Tactics is a lot of fun. Played a little bit of 1, but yeah. Is that not too Was much. 1 isometric? Like the top down daily? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And 2. Oh. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, I bought those. I bought uh, Halo Wars Definitive Edition. It's like a RTS Halo. Oh. It's pretty fun. It's not necessarily. I don't know. I'm only on like the fourth level, but it's not your typical RTS. You're kind of handheld a bit because you can only yeah. build your bases in certain places. Hmm. And then that base, from what I can see now, can only build a certain amount of structures next to it. So All right. it just seems pretty limited. Hmm. Um, so there's that. God, what else do I get? I got XCOM 2, which is probably the game... Well, that is the game I've been playing the most. Ooh. It's very good. I'll get more into that later. Dragon's Dogma. Great RPG. It's really messed up. Oh. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a dragon steals your heart, and then you have a scar, and then you oh. gotta find the dragon. Who am cool, I, Jason world. Statham yeah, and Crank right. 2? Damn right. I never saw Crank 2. It, Only one. It, it, yeah, you don't it need was to. What it was. Yeah. I got Kerbal Space Program. Oh, um, I'm, I'll be interested to hear something about that. Yeah, I haven't gotten much into that, but I I plan on doing that because I hear it's an excellent game. As have I heard that uh, as well. But yeah, I think that's just about it. About the Civ expansion pack, Civ Five, oh. and those are actually really cool. It makes the game far better. Fascinating. It establishes like trade routes. You can found religions and what they stand for and all that. Hmm. And get missionaries. I've um, I've been tempted to buy Civ Five. I haven't played anything since Civ Three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, five's on sale for like seven bucks, as I mentioned. Yep. Yeah, and then all the expansions are also seven bucks, six, seven forty nine, something like that. Damn. But yeah, it's a uh, that's bringing me back to Civ Five. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I've bought thus far on the sale. I keep checking the homepage of the store every day because it changes. Oh yeah. At first, I was really frustrated with the summer sale because I was like, it doesn't even show all the games that are on sale. Yeah, I want to see all the special. Right. I go to top sellers usually. Yep, that's I what, do that. And yeah. I, ch- I initially just checked my wish list, and I was like, oh, everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, the first day of the sale, I'm like, well, I'll take that Hitman game, and a fast and, oh, sure, I'll take Elite Dangerous. Why not? I'll take that as well. Yep. Uh, but yeah, this is a very preliminary view of uh, XCOM 2, but X-Con. so far, man, it is. You're, you're digging it? Whew. Yeah, it's expanding on XCOM very, very well, and making, like, the classes are very different. Like in the first one, there was a heavy sniper, support, and assault. It's a pretty basic breakup. Yep. Yep. And in this one, and in the first one, if you're not familiar, um, you have like a, a secret council of all the nations, mm-hmm. and you have to keep all their panic levels down by launching satellites and putting interceptors by the satellites so you can intercept UFOs. Oh. And then basically, I don't know, do you care if you have a little bit of spoilers? Go down? right ahead. <clears throat> Uh, eventually, you make an agreement with the aliens. They take over Earth. And then XCOM 2 comes. They rescue your guy, who's just known as Commander. Commander. <laughs> and then the world's completely different because the aliens are on Earth. And you're like an underground resistance Ooh. that is working with other resistances. And also trying to get resources and all that stuff. But it's much more of a grind to get scientists, engineers, resources to build stuff. Um, I'm not very far, but so far... There's like a security class, because in this game, you're, you start out concealed unless, until you break windows or get in a certain parameter, and then you have a support guy who has a drone, 
Um, and eventually you can level it up to heal, attack. It gives defense mm. to your support. The support guy also hacks into terminals. Fancy. And cameras. Um, they have a sniper. They have a heavy. And then they have... This is just what I've seen so far. I imagine it gets deeper than this. But And then they have a guy with like a sword. And he can just dash and cut people down for like five to six damage. Oh. Super badass. But well, then exposes cool. himself, obviously. Um, but yeah, dude. The level design, much, much better. Hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited. The story seems badass because you still got the mysterious guy who's right. just a silhouette like, hello, oh. I am from XCOM. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, uh, I'm i going to play the shit out of that and have an in-depth review Ooh. later. But so far, I'm really impressed with it. I feel like if uh, if the Earth is occupied and you're getting uh, resist or like a band of resistances yeah. to get, um, they should... They should really have uh, any of the monks involved that they can find because they're already <laughs> sitting there going, "Home, God damn home." It. There's a joke for you engineers out yeah, there, yeah. but yeah, no, it's it. It does sound very cool. I, oh, one more thing is, yeah. uh, so before you would just hi- like if one of your soldiers died or if you wanted to group more soldiers, soldiers, you just recruited them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In this one, everyone has like a backstory, so oh. it's like, oh, supposedly like, you know. Um, it was rumored that a bunch of prisoners escaped from such and such, and this person might be one of them. Uh-oh. But I always pick <laughs> the only guy I've recruited so far. It's like <laughs> this guy's whole family got killed by the Advent, which is one of the alien sects. Advent. Yeah. And like he's been known to just take to his own to kill any alien he sees. And I'm like, I want that guy on my team. <laughs> Goddamn Earth nationalist or planetist. Planetist, yeah, it, I is, it is cool to have like a good backstory, <laughs> yeah. like like a Mass Effect type of thing, where every character has yep. a pretty decent, you know, oh this this is where I came from, this is what you know motivates me, blah yeah. blah blah. And in the first game, if people got critically hit or something weird happened, they would panic just in that on that map and then be fine later. Huh. But this one, a person stays panicked until you take them on like more and more missions till they gain their confidence back. Oh, but they're still kind of a threat. Because huh. they're more likely to panic in the mission. Whoa. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. That's they too bring real, psychology man. into too it. Real. <laughs> it's like, wait, if you just keep. <laughs> yeah, so my theory is if we just keep sending troops, you know, overseas, they'll eventually recover from their PTSD. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's genius. I, yeah, that's what the game told me. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's awesome. I, now, uh, the, I'm looking when forward. You, when you refer to the first one, do you mean Enemy Unknown? Yep. Okay. Cause I, I mean, yeah, unless you were talking about the very, very first ones. Yeah, I think yeah. the very first one is XCOM UFO Defense. Gotcha. Like old school. Because, yeah, I, I have Enemy Unknown, it's, but it's one of the games that perpetually <laughs> gathers dust. I have just never gotten yep. around to it. But I love them. How um, these days? I like that they're squad and turn-based. It's one mm. of those games that I can play and watch something else. Right. But it's also fun enough where I don't necessarily have to do that. Because mm-hmm. it's engaging however you want to play it. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, beating this guy. And I only play on Iron Man. Oh, is that so it might take the me toughest a little bit. difficulty? Well, I play on the hardest difficulty plus Iron Man. Iron Man, you can't save the computer autosaves after every button you click, every move you make. So you can never go back. Oh, Like, all, your, all oh. your decisions are So all the autosaves is just, like, basically immediately yep. Like, before, the research you, know. you choose, the engineering, if you choose to hire a soldier, the facilities you build. Oh, that's hardcore, man. I know. I can't handle that kind of pressure. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but, yeah, it, I don't know. I always play, I've always played I, like that. I, I, 
I've done the opposite. So many games, like whenever there's any major decision, <laughs> save the game. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's see what's over here. Because it, it always bothers me if I feel like I could have gotten more, I could have gotten the better ending, but that's right. just my own neurosis. No, it's, I think a lot of people do that. <laughs> Especially in RPGs that come out saying they have multiple endings. Right. It's like, well, I'd like to do this one, and then they'll probably play through and do... And, and you can get a different game experience, and that's fine. Yeah. But I've, I've tried to wean myself off of that lately. Cause, and, and part of it, I think we talked about this before, part of it's that I'm so used to game modern games holding my hand and, you know, yeah. you know, run this way, go to this objective, do this, do that, do the other thing, and here you win, you're good. And then when faced with a choice that's going to have, like, a major impact on how the game goes, all of a sudden my linear path is... Bro- or my it's, it's forked now into two or three paths... <laughs> Error does not... What? I I cannot choose? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me which way is the best way to go. See, I'm just lazy. I just play through the game first mm. and don't care about the ending. Yeah. And then I go to YouTube and I'm like, what are all the endings? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and watch them. Yep. Yep. That's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. What? Well, and much the same with like uh, Factorio, which I can't stop playing. I played through... The first time, like, I, I played through part of the campaign and then did the regular free play and managed to launch the rocket, beat the game, it was good. Mm-hmm. Now the levels I play, I do a custom level, and I'm basically, I gave myself all, essentially, infinite resources. Okay. And, like, let's just see what I can do. Sure. And my factories get bigger and bigger. <laughs> and now I've started, oh, man, I've started fiddling around with the beacons, and I found a couple of designs online, but I'm trying to make my own, and it's, there's no, there's no end to the efficiency. I can play that game forever. <laughs> Yeah. Um, speaking of games that we can't stop playing, right? PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. Oh yeah, which uh, we have both been playing. Uh, there's a strong chance we might be playing later this very day. It's true. Uh, new update. The big monthly update is out. Uh, so we'll just well jump. on the test servers. Oh yeah, that's correct. I guess when this podcast gets posted, though. Yeah, tomorrow. If there were no major errors, they <clears> say they would roll it out. Correct. So this one seems to focus quite heavily on performance, or uh, well. On uh, desync, on frame drop, yep. on uh, network lag, and things like that. Yep. Which have been thorns in the side of just about every player. Yeah. Uh, so that's good to hear. Now, I was getting a little uh, excited because I was playing the test server just moments ago. And uh, despite the fact that I was sucking ass, except for the one round, uh, the <laughs> game was running quite smoothly. I was getting better frames than I've ever gotten. Things seemed a lot smoother. It was not getting all the decent, like, not perfect, but but significantly better. Yep. Now, Josh tells me that, because uh, I've never played the test server until today, <clears throat> Josh tells me that the last update, or a couple updates ago, whatever, uh, a similar thing happened. It worked very smoothly on the test servers, but then once it was rolled out, not right. so much. Yep, exactly. Okay. So, so that, that's what I'm worried about. That and tempers my optimism a bit. Well, you gotta um, you know moderate with some pessimism, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, and it which is not to be, it, which is not that unexpected that this it's not a miracle right. fix, and I, I still am so fr- I'm glad that I am playing the game right now it, with all the glitches and all the frustrations. Yep, it's fun. I can't stop playing it. I'm glad to have it. That being said, I, I still don't like this piecemeal putting a game together. It's oh we're listening to the people. No, right. you, you don't have a whole game yet, but you're selling it anyway. And there's no slowdown. They sold over 4 million copies now. Like, this game is huge. Yep. People love it because it's a great core game. Streamers mm-hmm. are, are going crazy with it. I can't stop playing. It's, it's all over the place. Yep. So I know that programming is a difficult and a complicated and an unpredictable. Like, 
you can't just, oh, okay, we've got money now, we'll rewrite the program, and next week the game will be smooth. Like, I know it doesn't work like that, but there's such a huge player base that's invested time and money into this. Mm -hmm. It's huge on Twitch. It's, you know, if it were stable, I'll bet you there could be an eSports tournament bit here. Because, I mean, you know, with a hundred free-for-all game or squat, like, there's great potential for that. Yeah. Um, So... They, they really do sort of have a responsibility. If you're going to release even part of the game and sell it with the promise of further development, I mean, you got to stand by that. So right. they are releasing the updates. Things things have not so much improved as, I mean, there's new weapons. Oh, I played on the Sunset map. Yeah. That was, you know, the it's lighting so was, was different. Yeah, of course, it, yeah, it looks good, but... Uh, yeah, there's a couple things that I highlighted from the patch notes that I... I mean, there's obviously the new... There's the Groza. It's a 7.62 assault rifle. Oh, yeah. only. Yep, I, I haven't gotten it yet. That P-18C full-auto pistol. I want that. I know. I saw people playing with that, and it destroys, I dude. saw the dock with the extended mag, and you can put a red dot on pistols now. Yeah, I know. Brrrap. Yep, that's one of mine. Uh, you can actually make interactions while reloading now, like getting into cars, opening doors. Um, kill count adjustment. You can't switch weapon firing modes while reloading, though. They changed that. Right, they did. So I used to do that all the time. But yeah, uh, actually what Keel was referring to last night, there's a kill count adjustment now in squad and duo. Oh. If you are the person that knocks it down, you still get the kill, even if someone else kills them. Oh. Which I think is nice. That's I suppose that's fair, yeah, because you, you took them down. Yep. I, oh, I, I've steal, stolen so many kills. I have too. <laughs> but yeah, then I had the red dots for pistols. Uh, destructible cabins. Yeah. I, now, is that just, I just want the running. shacks? Or what, what is... <laughs> I think they're new. New ones? Okay. I was watching a little bit of a stream, and I saw shacks that don't necessarily look like the ones uh, we are currently used to. You're, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> the fuckboy shacks. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah. yeah. And then, uh, oh God, it's the UMP and... UMP recoil is increased, I think? It's increased. Which... Uh, and it has a burst mode as well as the The vector. Uzi as well, yeah. Or yeah. I think the Uzi too. Yeah, SMGs have burst. Um, the Uzi, I guess. I mean, I love the Uzi. Or uh, sorry, sorry, the UMP. I love the UMP when it's decked out. When you've got the foregrip, the extended mag, barrel attachment, and a red dot. Like mm-hmm. you could destroy people close range. And some people would say it's overpowered. <sighs> like it's not that powerful, but it puts out so many bullets. Right. And the recoil was with the foregrip on there was so low <laughs> oh, yeah. that you could just <laughs> like I'm okay with it. But like professional, you know, streamers and. The, Oh, just murder people. Yeah, it's insane. So maybe it was a touch OP, I guess. But it's still... Ah, uh, we'll, we'll see. We will see. Uh, but yeah, I have yet to find any of the fancy new weapons. I want that pistol so bad. I know, that thing looks awesome. And then, yeah, the, the only other thing I had was um, they fixed the vehicle respawn thing, where all new spawns Now they point east. in red? Yes, that was a trick people could use, because yeah. fresh spawns, as we call them, would always, the car would be pointing east yep. if nobody's touched it yet. So, oh, it's east, we're safe, it's afraid. Now they're pointing random directions, so... Ha-ha. Yeah, that'll be interesting. No 100% car spawns, and now no phasing east. This yep. is going to make things, yeah, like you said. Now, you can still tell a lot of times, like, there's certain... They normally spawn, like, just next to the road or something. Right. Like, it's... If I it's mean, you'll sitting, still be able to You can kind of tell, yeah. but much more opportunity for outwitting your opponent. Just park sort of near the road, and they'll have no idea. Exactly. As long as the brake lights are off, but... Yeah. So it's it's still they're adding all these cool features, but the Doctor Disrespect, a big uh, <laughs> probably the PUBG streamer, um, 
was was just ranting about it the other day. Like, oh, they're going to add vaulting in this next update. So, oh, oh, vaulting. Wow, you're adding, like, a core movement mechanic to yeah. your game that's been up and running for, like... He, he seems to share my frustration in that, like, yes, they are... They're keeping everybody excited, but, oh, have you heard they're added vaulting? Like... No fucking game should roll off the assembly line without vaulting. That's yeah. such a basic, like, yeah, climbing through window. Like, basic game mechanics should be the focus before, hey, look, new weapons. Hey, now the sun is setting. Like, fine, those are <laughs> yeah. all fun things, but it's... The the frustration quotient for this game is still very high. Yes, and it's it not always because I suck or because other players are very good. Often it is. Often it's because of that. <laughs> But many times it's also because oh yeah this this vehicle glitched out now I can't get in yep or the yeah now I've I've got to practice this because apparently you can get through a window by crouch jumping pressing like crouch and jump at the same time while you run at a window I've seen people do mm. it on the internet so I've got to figure out how to do that but uh, and it, they'll probably change that shortly in one of these next updates yeah I mean because in the vaulting demo they showed people jumping through windows right. And stuff like that. So, and it, it would be super handy to have. Cause I want them to. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. I was just gonna say because there are windows easily big enough for a person, yep. you can shoot through them and all that. But uh, anyway, what were you gonna say? One thing I haven't heard in the patches is there's some windows with bars on them and also railings, mm-hmm. and you can't shoot through that. Can you? I I think you like can, but it just hits the. I on mean, stairs it hits the wooden rails every time. Oh yeah, huh? Every time, like especially with a shotgun, right? Yeah, it would be really I mean, nice. A shotgun if... would kind of blow that stuff at the player, at least. Well, that's true. It, it would probably sap some of the damage, but yeah, absolutely. yeah. I mean, if it's pellets, some of them are getting through, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's very frustrating. I, it's happened to me where yep. you see them clearly through the site, but your barrel is pointed at a, a right. railing or something. Ting, ting, and you get no hits. But uh, yeah, I saw uh, just today on the PUBG subreddit. I saw someone, it was labeled like the impossible fight, and there was a guy inside a house with an Uzi with one of those windows with a bar and a mm-hmm. guy outside, and they both just unloaded multiple clips on each other <laughs> because it just doesn't transfer through. And right. It's like, come on. Yeah, that's that's a little ridiculous. If Maybe if there was like some sort of probability of, you know, like a 50% chance your bullet will hit the metal or whatever. Like, right. So it, it saps away, you know, a percentage of your bullets, but the rest still get through. Or Yeah, it, it would be nice if they could be a little more precise. Like if yep. you aim in between the bars... Your bullet can easily pass through. There's <laughs> that would plenty be nice. of room. So yeah, that's so many. We could be here for the next four right. days yep, listing yep. all the the minute to large little things wrong with this game. But we can't stop playing it. Yep, exactly. Which is the which is the most frustrating part. I wish that it was smooth and worked well, but it's still fun. And it, it the the flip side of that, you do always have that little bit of a like. Well, you know, like when you play a beta or something, it's like, yep. and then that game explodes, and you're like, yeah, you know, I, I was I was on the beta, like I knew about this game, <laughs> I've and I've already honed my skills a bit and all that. So there's mm-hmm. there is a bit of that feeling, but now that there's you know m- several million players in there, it's no longer a just oh a small you know select club of us are testing the game. No, right. no, this is just everyone. We're yep. all here. <laughs> the game's fucking up for all of us. <laughs> so yeah, it's. It's a little fresh, but they are continuing to release updates. They are making the effort. They haven't no man skied it and just sort of, oh, you're frustrated with the game? I've got to go right. off the grid for a while. Yeah. Uh, like, no, they are they keep pushing out updates, and I'm sure they're doing a lot of work and a lot of testing. So so props for that, but it 
no matter how it's no matter how you put it, no matter how you justify it, I still don't like this sort of. I mean, if this was a closed beta, if it was a smaller scale, like okay, we want a few people in. You're basically our testers. Help us figure this out, and then we'll release it. That's something. But they they basically released this game. It was yep. a full. Hey, here, just buy it. I mean, there's a there's a tag that says it's alpha, but it's out. And I, I don't really like a general release with so much in the game still incomplete. Again, I'm glad that I'm playing it now, but yeah, it's yeah, it frustrates me, Josh. Yeah, no, what I it know. does. But well, yeah, yeah especially since it still costs thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't free to play. It wasn't <clears throat> ten fifteen. Like that's not a triple A, but that's that's a half half of a triple A game's price. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Overwatch. On PC, it was thirty nine ninety nine. Oh, so it's wow. just $10 right. from a AAA game. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> so it's... it's uh, yeah. That's a tad frustrating. I don't know if they... The the uh, the optimistic side of me is, oh, we have this great game, like, we just want people playing it, we yep. want player data, let's let's get it out there. And the cynical side, which is much, much stronger, says uh, they just said, hey, like, everybody we showed this game to is, like, obsessed with it, let's start selling it. And make some fucking money, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're they're still pushing the updates. They're still active on the uh, on the uh, updates message boards and all that. So yep. as long as that continues, maybe in a year we'll have a stable game. Maybe like I have. That's the problem. There's no date. Nothing. At, right. No light at the end of the tunnel. It's just we'll keep updating it until we're we feel like it's done. And that that could be it could be a few months. It could be a few years. Yes, it could. We'll see what happens. Yeah, sorry to spend so much game, so much of this podcast on that damn game. But <laughs> if the, the the show tends to lend itself to what the games that we play the most, so yeah, I mean that's why I keep talking about Factorio and PUBG because by and large that's what I play. But yep. of course, I want some variety for you, the listening audience. So I'll try to branch out, and yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll put in some more Hitman and Elite Dangerous time. Um, I'll probably save FTL just because that's a, a similar space type of game. Mm. I'll save that for maybe the next one. But uh, yeah, I've banked up a bunch of games uh, to play later. And that's... Yeah. I haven't done Tom's cheap-ass games in a while, but I mean, it, it's the summer sale. Just buy whatever. Whatever even looks yeah, interesting. Exactly. Just check for the like under $5 games. Mm-hmm. Put a bunch of things on your wish list or whatever. And it's Steam. Even if you miss this sale, just wait. It'll go on sale again. Yep. So yeah, pick up a bunch of games... Uh, whatever is looks like something you might be interested in, something your friends recommended, whatever. Now I'm sounding like I work for Steam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, be sure to check out our latest sales. Uh, I do not work for Steam. Game. If they wanted to pay me, I, I would sell out immediately. I would even just take some free games. But until that happens, yeah, Gabe, holla at your boy. But, um, you know, although I'd, I don't know if I could work for a man that refuses to release Half-Life 3. <laughs> that's that's going to go against my moral code but yeah i don't work for them i just like steam as i've said it's a great it's just a convenient platform and they get me they get the cheapest gamer on this planet to spend his money on the games that's right that's how they do it <sighs> well that was a productive video games chat sir it was uh one other thing i wanted to bring up this week i watched a film oh wow yes film which what i kind of film did. Uh, a picture film. <laughs> one of those uh, new talkies with the sound and everything. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. 
No, it was one of the uh, Marvel movies that I hadn't gotten around to seeing. Uh-oh. Uh, but I had heard very good things. Doctor Strange. Oh, yep. I did watch this. Have you seen? Oh, my hands. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. It was... Uh, it was good. A great movie to watch, especially if you live in pff, Oregon or Colorado, perhaps. And just uh, <laughs> get yourself nice and relaxed and view this movie. I mean, the visuals are... I mean, it's... It's sort of Inception, but uh, taken up another level. Yeah. With, with Matt, Doctor Strange in the comic book is basically a, a sorcerer, magician, wizard, whatever. Magic is a thing in this universe, yep. and he learns how. So Benedict Cumberbatch, quick, not spoiling synopsis. He's a hotshot uh, brain surgeon guy, uh, injures his hands, and so oh god, what am I going to do? And then gets taken under the wing of uh, Tilda Swinton to teach him some magical stuff. Yeah. And turns out he's a quick, quick learner. Because he's Mr. Smart Guy. I know. That, uh, How many shows can you have with Benedict Cumberbatch with a photographic memory? But... <laughs> get to yeah. Uh, but it, it made me mad how fast uh, so they transitioned to training him. Fast. <laughs> that, that's it's like, it, I'm going to punch you and you're going to trip balls. And then you're going to change, man. Yeah. Well, it's... And, and but I'm if st- that's fine. <sighs> I, I understand they want to progress the narrative. Right. But and that, well that's and that's a problem I've had with several movies. I mentioned you mentioned Ender's Game earlier. Yeah. I'm pretty sure oh, I talked God. about that movie. I, I love the source material and I didn't hate the acting choices, maybe, but it was the, it moved through the plot at a dead sprint. Yep. Everything happened. And granted, like that sort of does happen with Ender's life, but they missed so much, so many characters, so like just so much of the meat of the book right. was just gone. And that frustrates me. Um, now, I don't know any of the Doctor Strange source material, so maybe that helps. I'm coming in fresh. I'm not saying, sure. oh, well, they skipped this part of his origin and blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't say any of that. I did feel like they were moving quite fast. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie, I'm stealing this take from somebody. I can't remember who, but sorry. Uh, that it's essentially Iron Man, but with magic instead of a robot suit. It's like sure. He's an arrogant, uh, rich, uh, really intelligent asshole. And, you know, he's on top of the world. He's doing his thing. He gets taken down several pegs, yeah. either by getting taken prisoner or uh, I think he, like, well, uh, not spoiling, but something happens to Doctor Strange and it affects his ability to do his previous work that he was so arrogant about and famous for. Uh, so that, that takes him down a notch. Um, and then, of course, he, he builds himself back up. Now, whereas Tony Stark is more of the self-made, like, I'm just going to invent my way out into being a superhero. Doctor Strange is much more of the sort of, I was going to say Eastern philosophy. It's not nearly so deep as that, but, right. uh, you know, the sort of, you have Based to find the strength within yourself. Yeah. But but Iron Man is that too. Like, he has to find his own courage and bravery and all that. And that's that's essentially what this is. But instead of using that to operate a suit, you use it to operate magical spells. Mm-hmm. So, I, I didn't, that didn't bother me so much through the movie, but... Once I finished watching it and thought about it, like, okay, yeah, that's a pretty obvious... Yeah. The specifics are different, but it's it's the same shit. But it's... That was a really... Iron Man 1 was a great movie. I loved that movie. I agree. So they thought, hey, let's do that story again, but different actor, different backstory, you know, let's just do it. And it, it worked, I th- to an extent. <clears throat> the visuals were astounding. They like, were, they, yep. they were great. Um, yeah, the battle scenes are really awesome. They are very I was cool. very distracted. The first time I watched it by that. Yeah. And I was like, this movie's awesome. But then the more, you know, critical analysis I did, I was like, eh. And a lot of movies do that to you. Right. But yeah. but I'm sort of okay. If, if it can carry you along with it enough in your in your exactly. first viewing to just just enjoy it and not nitpick it, like, yeah, all right. And then you go back and and you can have fun dissecting it and like, oh, what about this? Yep. Or this crazy plot hole. I've done that with many movies. But 
if it well, can get you through that fr- that one viewing where you come in fresh, that's all the movie wants to do. Exactly, because I have to be reasonable. It's like not everyone rewatches movies right. countless times. Yeah. That's kind of just me. And it, well, oh, I I don't ex- with me. a few exceptions. Like there are a couple of movies I could watch, you know, almost any number of times, yep. and they're still going to be good. But uh, I mean, those are sort of the truly great movies, or something that you just have particular nostalgia for, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. But yeah, as as long as it can entertain you for that hour and a half, two hours, whatever. That's what the movie's looking for. And it, it did. I, the comedy moments even, which normally fall very flat for me. I'm Mr. Jaded comedy guy. But, like, you know, there were there were some good lines that worked. Too many movies try to mix the sort of lighthearted slapstick or absurd humor with the really dark themes. Mm. And I, I could list quite a few of them. I mean, well, the Star Wars prequels are a great example. But, you know, just we want to get all the demographics. We want the dark series. We want to get the older, you know, comic book fans into it. But we want to get the kids into it. Um, this one didn't go too heavy on that. Like, it was fairly dark. Like, there were a few deaths. It was a PG-13 one, I think. But, you know, the couple of the couple of uh, comedy moments were, were done pretty deadpan. And it it didn't... There was, there was a dash of Deadpool in this movie, I would say. Mm. Just uh, here and there, just a tiny dash of, of that type of humor. Like, a couple of pop culture references and things. The, the librarian guy, he's calling... Like, yep. Beyonce? Come on, you gotta know that one. Like, <laughs> yeah. Def- definitely a dash of the Deadpool character, sort of brash, and uh, and th- and there are a few great moments where they undercut it. Like it's somebody's just explained, like, oh, if we don't do magic thing A and magic guy B, will annihilate the world and a thousand years of darkness, and then that just undercut, you know, with some little moment of comedy. Yep. Like th- I think they did that pretty well. Yeah, and it, it didn't pull me out of the movie. It didn't ruin it. Like that's a fine line to ride, but. I'm okay with that because you don't want just an entirely dark Zack Snyder type of depressing movie. You want to you, you want to touch a lot. And the cape, of course, is it's <laughs> just all silly. Yeah, the cape is. Silly. <clears throat> but yeah, it's it was it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Benedict uh, Cabbage Patch is a pretty good. Uh, I'm stealing that too. Sorry, Red Letter Media. But uh, yeah, it's it's a quality movie. He's a good actor. Maybe don't overanalyze it, but just sit back, have a few. Drinks of whiskey it's and a fun movie to watch. Watch it on the biggest screen you can find. Oh yeah, and the highest resolution because yeah, those those uh, visuals. 4K. Oh my god. Yeah, it's visually astounding. Very much uh, Inception style uh, visuals. There, there's even there's the mirror universe, which is kind of like the dream world. Mm-hmm. It's, it borrows a lot of elements from other movies, but who doesn't? Right. We're all standing on the shoulders of giants or kneeling on the necks of midgets. Whatever it is, I don't <laughs> know, but yeah. So anyway. Good movie. Uh, watch it if you're bored or whatever. It's on Netflix. It is. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there's a lot more Marvel movies coming down the pipe, and there I there are. Don't know I, anything I still about catch, them. Uh, Wonder Woman. Haven't had a chance. Ah, uh, yeah. Everybody I've heard says a lot that's of good. good things. Mm-hmm. Um, and some good old World War Two shenanigans. Really? Get them Nazis. I know. <laughs> on the poster, she's lifting like a type of tank. Is it World War Two? Is it World War One? You know, it might have been one actually. Okay. Those. Proto Nazi. Well, it's still Germany. <laughs> yeah, it's still Germany. <laughs> they ended up paying for the whole thing. If, in fact, they they might have literally been fighting Hitler because I believe he did serve in the First World War. Yeah. So in a way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember the poster getting a lot of flack because she she was like holding a tank, and it's set in World War One. 
But Which this was they a tank did from have World War II. really early tanks and world, like shitty tanks. Right, but the model of tank she ah, was carrying. Well, Someone identified damn, it and was like, this damn is from World War II. Shave your neck beard, yeah, off your fucking fedora, and stop complaining. <laughs> that the model of tank Wonder Woman is lifting in the poster wasn't invented till 1919 in December. And the World War was over, but... Oh, God, shut up. He just wants the suspension of disbelief, <laughs> Tom. You know, a woman throwing a tank? That's realistic. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I get it, though. Like, you, you want a, a cinematic universe to be internally consistent. And my God, that sounded pretentious. But you know what like, But you can course. easily write that off if you wanted to. Because it's historical yes. fiction. That's exactly At right. that point. You, you know, things develop differently because there are metahumans now. And yeah. Like, yeah, okay, I get that. But yeah, I mean, you do want, like, all of these stories, these comic books, whatever, just invent their own universe, invent their own rules. But I think the good ones manage, more or less, to kind of stick to those. Yeah. To their own absolutely. internal, like, at least within the narrative I've created, this makes sense. And, you know, the, the nerd folk get into passionate arguments about, you know, Superman and his, like, what exactly his powers are, or who would win in such a fight, and all that. So, I mean, all this information is out there, so... Yes. I hate Superman. Hey! Hey! I'm, he stands for truth, justice... He's my least favorite. ...and the American way. He's the last son of Krypton. He came here in a rocket and all he wants to do is save people. Damn it, Josh. He's just lame. He's the lamest. Well, of course, he's the Boy Scout. Of course he's lame. He's, yeah, he's... I'm just saying, when it comes to his powers, when it comes to everything, he's just lame. He's... <laughs> he's he's very vanilla, but he's but he's Superman. Yeah, yeah. No, and there, there is some depth to his character, but I, I think a lot of times the more interesting part is how others around him react. There's always been a great dynamic between him and Lex Luthor. Yep. And why Lex Luthor, at least in some portrayals, you can fuck off uh, Eisenberg. Um, was it Eisenberg in the new one? I have no idea. Damn it. Whoever in uh, the new movie, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, whoever played um, Lex Luthor, you may well be a fine actor in the other things that you do, but just fuck off. I'm sorry. But no, Lex, <laughs> Lex Luthor is always a fascinating character. And sometimes kind of sympathetic because he's pissed. He doesn't like that Superman is just he just is Superman. He's he has almost yep. limitless strength. He's indestructible. He can fly. He can do his laser eyes. All of these things. And in Lex Luthor's mind, he didn't work for any of those. He just got these magical powers, these god right. gifts. Whereas Lex Luthor is very much the like self-made. He owns a company. He's all he's very technically skilled. He can invent things. Like he's all about success through effort whereas he feels Superman was just given all of his powers and now yeah. and Superman doesn't really get that he's just I'm just Superman like I'm trying to use I was given these powers and now I'm trying to use them to help but there's there's always a good dynamic there and uh, and he always has a very it's, his backstory is very interesting you know like his, his planet was doomed and he was shot off in a rocket as a baby and then the yellow set like he was one of the very first superheroes ever right. created I don't know the timeline don't bother tweeting yeah, at me, or yeah. do. I don't care. But, yeah, the action comics way back in the 30s or whenever that was. But, and and that he probably appealed more to the sort of hyper-patriotism and, you know, USA all the way and get those damn commies out sure. of here and, yeah. and all that stuff. But, there's one which I might actually recommend to you. There's one Justice League movie. It's a, a cartoon, part of the cartoon series, but there's a, a movie about the Justice League where they face uh, Doomsday, I think, or Darkseid. I think, you know, Darkseid, Doomsday the one where Superman guy. dies? No, no, not that one. Um, oh, it's Doomsday. Almost. No, yeah, they face Darkseid, who's the evil planet guy from the other dimension. Whatever. But without spoiling too much, there's a part near the end where 
he's fighting with Darkseid, and Superman actually gets angry and really goes on this nice little rant about how he lives in a world made of Kleenex where every moment of every day he has to be careful because one movement where he's not thinking about it, like oh. he could kill somebody or accidentally knock over a building and this, like I have to be constantly careful, but not with you because Darkseid is super powerful. And he's like, I can finally, like I can let go and I can use all my strength. Like Damn. he gets this great, and it's a side of Superman you don't normally see. Like you said, he's normally just a super boring <laughs> Boy Scout, like just, I'm here to help, ma'am. You know, like da 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 da. And yeah, like he's from the 30s. Of course he is. But I, I always, I still like the character. I think there is a bit of depth. And I also very much like the interplay between him and other characters. That's why everybody loves Batman versus Superman. Because that's it's almost the same as the Lex Luthor bit. Batman is a, a very smart, a very rich guy. He's not evil, but, yep. you know, Bruce Wayne, like, he's the self-made man. He took tragedy and turned it in. He lost his parents as well. Mm-hmm. Martha, why did you say that name? <laughs> but, you know, so some similarity there. But, yeah, he's he's all about brains and Superman is all about brawn that's the battles don't get more classic than that and so fuck you Zack Snyder for squandering that opportunity but it's it's a great I I still like him as a character he's not that complex he's not that fascinating but to defend my boy Superman that's fine I I still think he he works quite well and there were still some good uh, I don't know I like that's you, you got my dander up, Josh. That's I had fun. to. I had to defend Superman. I don't know. I just. <laughs> All right. Well, to put you on the spot there, if uh, if you were going to pick a favorite uh, superhero character, oh god, who would you go with? I don't. I'd probably go with Iron Man. Iron Man's good. Yeah. He's he's like a. I'm not a huge superhero guy though. That's the thing. I I mean, I like. I, I'm not a I mega like fanboy, the... but I've definitely watched a lot of the. I should rephrase that. I enjoy superheroes. I don't enjoy, like, DC and Marvel superheroes all that much. Yeah, there's... there's... But when it comes to, like, sci-fi and, you know, there's some animes I watch and all that stuff. Oh. You know. I got you. All these people can be considered superheroes. I like that idea. Hmm. But for some reason, I'm... I never really got into the mainstream comics, and I know that's gotcha. a weird thing to say. Well, yeah. But nowadays, right, it right. is true. There's a comic shop, like, three blocks from yep. here, yeah. Um, now I, I get it. I I probably then am more into the the DC and Marvel. Okay. Then. Yep. Uh, and I've always very much liked the the X Men and Batman, Superman, and uh, and yeah, Iron Man. Well. Not not so much the ancillary characters, but but the main ones. I think there are a few really good ones. And like the uh, Batman, for instance. Uh, ever since watching Batman the animated series. Oh yeah. The uh, like that's that was Batman for me as a kid, and to this day. Uh, any any of the animated ones I watch, I look for the voice actors, and if it's Kevin Conroy, I'm gonna check it out <laughs> because it was Kevin Conroy as Batman, uh, Mark Hamill as the yep, Joker, famously. But yeah, I mean, he he just is the voice of Batman for me, and that'll never change because it was while well, I was a kid and whatever. Absolutely. But, but also, I think that show was very well done. Now it's a kid show, so it's not it's not as dark and adult as the ones you get now. But yep. the the style of it, and I, I remember reading some of the the original memos from when the show was created. And how they wanted the style and just the the look of Gotham and of Batman of all the characters, and it was it was just very interesting to see how they they really had that in mind. It wasn't mm-hmm. just some animator like, well, I'll draw them like this. Like, no, yeah. they had a they had a, a detailed vision for how they wanted everything to look, and it was it was just well done. And I, it it still I think relatively holds up. Um, yeah, no, that's my favorite Batman oh, yeah. animated ser- animated series and that reminds me actually when I was a kid Spider-Man was probably my favorite superhero oh, Spider-Man. the Spider-Man animated series was I watched very good. a good deal of that yeah 
He got super weird and then turned into something else. Yeah. Turned into a spinoff of that, and I that was you. lame. Well, maybe that's why I like Super... Because alongside the Batman, there was Superman, the animated series or whatever, which was my sort of first introduction. I've, oh, I've read okay. some of the comic books, I've seen some of the movies, so now I, I know more of it, but that was my first, like, to me, that was Superman, just like to me, that was Batman. So that's yeah. that's the image I have. And yeah, like, the, the, the Batman episodes were usually more interesting. There was... There was something more subtle going on generally with sure. Superman. Yeah, it's here's here's a big thing that I got to punch. Oh no, it punched me back. Now I, I got to punch it harder. I mean, there's more than that, but you know, it's it, it's Superman. What's <laughs> like that's what he does. You're you're right to that extent. There's there's only so much you can do with a character who's just very very strong <laughs> and can fly. Yeah, you just have to you know. Even though I think the writers did a decent job. Of, there were a few episodes where his powers got stolen and he had to rely on his wits and. You know, using them in different ways, but yeah. It's... Maybe that N64 Superman game wrecked it for me. Oh. So bad. I don't even remember what it was called, oh, but dear. it was so bad. Superman 64, I think? Probably. Yeah, who knows? It was real bad. I've heard nothing but bad. My first thing... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, no, please! I was going to make a joke when you were saying your first experience with uh, Superman was... Not... Well, I phrased that. That's that's a funny joke in and of itself. <laughs> My first experience, well... But I was, I was going to say, you mean it wasn't Smallville? Oh. Uh, I actually kind of like Smallville, though. The first couple seasons. Oh! Remember yeah, Smallville? Now I do. Yeah. I Yeah. That's, that tells you about all you need to know. Like, yeah. Now that you've mentioned it, my brain dredged at it. No, it's... I never, I never watched it that much. I, I caught, like, one or two episodes. But... As far as Superman goes, that's not the Superman I wanted to see. The sort of, I have to very carefully hide my identity and almost never really use my powers. I wanted to see Superman out in the open. Like, oh, God, I've got to lift this skyscraper and do like, he's Superman. Not like, oh, right. I'm in the high school and I had to, oh, I used my super speed, but nobody noticed. I, you know. I wonder if the show ever got to that point. I don't. I didn't give it. Think so. The there were probably like one or two, like, were yeah, didn't he, like, save Lex Luthor from drowning? He, like, ripped the roof off of a car or something? Yeah, because I think that's how Lex learned about his powers in right. that series. But, uh... And he was like, oh, humbug, because they were friends to begin with. They were friends. Fighting and Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor wasn't from Smallville. What? That's that's kind of BS now that I think, like, oh, let's just have... They went to high <laughs> school together. Like, no, they fucking didn't. I know. He's a. They, their Why lives is he were bald so, in high school? He was a, yeah, yo, come on now. <laughs> but yeah, Kent was a small town farm boy, and and Lex is the big, you know, the metropolitan business guy. Like mm-hmm. they they interact a lot later, but they weren't best buddies in high school. They just every fucking show wants to do that. Wants to see the characters meet each other before they actually met each other, so they can have a stupid line of dialogue like. Huh, Bruce Wayne meets Clark Kent. Oh, what what a fascinating... You might as well wink at the goddamn camera. I mean, <laughs> God, just... Yeah. Sorry. Anytime I bring up that movie, it gets uh, gets me a little agitated. It's I'd, all good. Uh, just wasting that potential. I haven't seen it. Anyway, don't, don't bother. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> or get really drunk and then watch it. Yeah. And just rip it apart. Anyway. Well, we're north of an hour here, folks. Oh. Um. So I guess that about wraps it up. Unless you got any uh, any tidbits you'd like to throw in? No, no. I, I think that no, no chum for these waters. No chum. Well, okay. <laughs> I'll let the audience bite on this one. Oh, uh, there's a new movie that came out on Netflix called Okja, and it looks badass. It's about a giant pig that a that a girl befriends. I see. And it's supposed to be really, really <laughs> good. So plus the director is a Japanese guy that 
only goes by the name when he's on set, Director Bong. And I'm like, yes. Okay. His last name's Bong. But he made uh, The Host. He made a bunch of well-known, critically received movies. I'm failing to think of them because The Host was a Korean film and no one probably saw it. <laughs> Whoa, Anyways, man. You're so far out I'll of have mainstream. a review on that because it's supposed to be really good. Hmm. All right. Because the main character is all cinematography and then it has besides that it's a little girl who supposedly does really well because she's acting alongside something that isn't there right um huh. but yeah it's supposed to be it's gotten rave reviews but that might just be the netflix mm-hmm. fanboys oh i still need to see ghost in the shell too speaking of uh what if it yeah, will. actually yeah me too and perhaps I the will. live action you're talking about yeah the uh the scarlett johansson scarlett. damn hollywood whitewashing it's yeah i <laughs> i do think that's a bit uh you know, bit of a slap to the source material, but I, yeah, I don't care that much. But of course, I'm not Japanese, so I don't. Sure, I don't have that sort of cultural. Uh, yeah, I really want to see Ghost in the Shell because yeah. the trailers like were scene for scene to the anime yeah. movie. Well, I actually, I had to go back and, or I still have to finish watching the anime movie because I it's been so long. That's so good. I watched the series and the movie, but God, that was a long time ago. So I I only remembered bits and pieces of it. But yeah, it was very good. Section nine. What was the name of those those tanks? Those wheelie tanks that were like know. sort of sentient. It's been a really long time. Tamagotchi for me too, or something. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. Wasn't Tamagotchi. It's Tamagotchi. <laughs> that's what you're controlling when you're playing. Yes. <laughs> you you were raising your those own tanks. Little battle tank. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was, it was a most excellent show. So I, yeah, I'll have to check that out and make sure they did it justice. Because of course I am the guardian of all these things. I'm gonna. They need my I'm approval. I'm gonna guess. No, it did not. Because I haven't heard anything Damn since it. it was released. I'm going to guess that as well because I'm a <laughs> cynical bastard. And I, yeah. I think Hollywood's going to fuck everything up. But, yeah. So, in summation, Doctor Strange is pretty good. Uh, lots of cheap games on Steam. Uh, esports are the bee's knees. And Superman is awesome and everybody agrees with me. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, thanks for joining us this week in what was episode... 29 Mm -hmm. is the correct number. So, yeah, uh, we will be back most likely uh, the following week with more reviews, more tangents, and uh, generally just more exciting things for you to put into your ears. So thanks again for joining us. I'll see you next week.